Welcome to the Flatline with your host, Rick Hughes. For the next 30 minutes, you'll be inspired, motivated, educated, but never manipulated. Now, your host, Rick Hughes. Good morning and welcome to the Flatline. I'm your host, Rick Hughes. And for the next 30 minutes, I'd like to invite you to stay tuned. It will be 30 minutes of motivation, some inspiration, a little bit of education, but absolutely no manipulation because we, we don't manipulate people. We're not trying to hawk anything here. We have nothing to sell. We're not trying to ask you to join up. We're not asking you to fess it up, give it up, anything like that. All we're asking you to do is listen for the next few minutes. Listen as we try to explain how the plan of God can work in your life. And if you learn it and orient and adjust to that plan, you can have some phenomenal happiness in your life in spite of what may be out there. The name of the show is The Flotline, F-L-O-T, and we call it that for a reason. We're using a military analogy to describe a way of thinking in your life that will protect you so that you never have to live under stress. FLOT is a military acronym for the Forward Line of Troops, F-L-O-T. Well, what we're saying on this show is that you can establish the same sort of resistance in your soul. You can set up a main line of resistance, and it's composed of 10 unique problem-solving devices. If you learn those 10 unique problem-solving devices, as we teach them on this radio show, and they're nothing new, by the way. They're not some big new discovery that we're trying to sell you. These are age-old biblical truths. But if you learn them and use them, then you can stop the outside source of adversity way before it becomes the inside source of stress. It's true that adversity is inevitable, but it's also true that stress is optional. Even though adversity is what circumstances may do to you, stress is definitely what you do to yourself. You do not have to stress out. There is a better way to live. There is a different way to live. And that's what this radio show is about. Explaining these problem-solving devices so you can stand behind them and use them as a defensive perimeter in your life so that you never have to be intimidated by the circumstances of life. Many people are intimidated by what America is facing today. We're in an age of a crisis. There's no doubt about it. They tell us every day on the news that we're facing a crisis, the fiscal cliff or the change in the Middle East or what's going on in China and or what's going on in Russia and America's in a crisis. And, of course, the news companies have 24-hour-a-day news, so they shove it down our throats 24 hours a day so that everybody can get a nice big dose of worrying about the crisis that America's facing. Well, we may be in a crisis. Who knows? Only history can tell us that. History can tell us the story someday, but one thing that I can be sure of and one thing that you can be sure of is this world is not about to end. Our God has already told us in the Bible how the whole deal will finish up. And it's not according to some ancient calendar of some doomsday prediction. You can forget that nonsense. The Bible lays out God's plan perfectly. It's called dispensations. God works through dispensations. And we are living in what is understood to be the church age. 
the mystery doctrine of the church. No one ever knew about this before. And now it's Jesus Christ living in us the hope of glory, the Shekinah glory of the Old Testament living inside of you. I mean, if you had told someone in the Old Testament that the Shekinah glory, what they were so afraid of, what intimidated them when they looked at it, that it was going to come and reside in them, they would have fainted. And yet he's in you. The Holy Spirit has prepared a temple for him. And Jesus Christ, our Lord, lives in you and he lives in me. If, in fact, we are believers. If we've received him as our Savior. That's why the Bible says any man who's in Christ is a new creature. We're a new species. We're Christians now. Not just members of the earth system, but now we're royal family. Not only do we have a body and a soul, but now we have a human spirit, and now we have a relationship with God through spiritual birth. We've been born again spiritually. And so our answers are not the answers that the world has. I mean, the world looks at the dilemma that it faces every day and puts its hands up in the air and says, woe is me, what are we going to do? The believer looks at it and sees tremendous opportunity. I mean, there are trends happening in America right now today that that I find frightening. I can't believe some of the political beliefs that are going on within the American system today. I find it hard to understand why our military is changing so much and some of the things that are going on and happening, but I'm not a I'm not a current event commentator, so I'll stay out of that agenda. But the social concerns I have scare me as well when I see them. And I don't actually mean scare. I'm using that as a term. But they concern me because I see the change in American way of thinking. And it's true. This is not the America of the 50s. People don't think that way anymore. It's much more progressive. It's much more liberal. It's much more inclusive. It's much more worrying about the rights of the few than the concerns of the many. And so... I mean, civil unrest could be coming. It could be around the corner. There are values that are being destroyed and done away with, even in religion. People have been sick and tired of the bully pulpit preaching at them and telling them what they should or should not do, and then using politics to enforce what they believe. And so you have a United States of America, which you and I live in, in turmoil, in change, And whatever is going to come out of this, only God knows. I know what I believe. I know where I stand. I don't know what you believe. I don't know where you stand. But I hope you believe with me. I hope you will stand with me. Because whether or not America will survive the future depends on you and me. I promise you that. We are supposed to be the salt of the earth. We are supposed to be the light in the darkness. And... We live in times that are explosive times. The world is exploding. Middle East is exploding. And America is on the verge of exploding. Politically, we live in explosive times. We've just had a presidential election in this country that probably a good many people did not want. And yet they got our president for another four years. The majority of people said they wanted him. and That's what they got. We live in a time of economic policies that could explode. The news tells us every day we're about to go over the fiscal cliff. Taxes are going to go up. Benefits are going to go down. And 
What are we going to do if we don't have enough money to give to the entitlement generation who believes that the government should pay for this and pay for that? And what about the military? And where's the money to support the military budget? And where are we going to get the money to pay for this? And where are we going to get the money for that? And isn't all of those rich people, aren't they the bad people in the world? You know, you hear that every day. Economically explosive policies, politically explosive times, socially explosive class warfare on the horizon, the haves and the have-nots at each other, the haves believing that they worked hard to get it and the have-nots believing that those haves just inherited it and they didn't do anything and that they should have a right to part of it also. So, hmm, what are we going to do? Spiritual values are not explosive. They're fizzling, fizzling at a speed beyond the speed of sound. Spiritual values are being thrown out the window. There are many churches that still stand for truth. There are many churches that still teach the word of God. But there are many churches that have gone to so many different things to try to keep people. You know, they have a big budget. They have a big staff. We can't afford to offend people, right? And so churches have gone to a lot of entertainment today. Not so much teaching the Word of God. If you can't teach, then you can't apply. Because in order to apply, you have to learn. And the only way you can learn is to listen. Listen to the teaching of the Word of God. Spiritual values have changed. I have been in the ministry over 40 years. I have spoken to thousands and thousands and thousands of teenagers across the southeast, and I have seen tremendous changes in spiritual values of families, of mothers, and of fathers, and of children. What's going to happen in this country? I don't know, but I can tell you this. I have no reason to be afraid. All I have to do is look at it with divine viewpoint. See, that's the advantage of understanding the Word of God, having divine viewpoint. There are two ways to look at things. You can look at things through human viewpoint thinking. And if you look at human viewpoint thinking, you can see the disaster that lies ahead. But if you look with divine viewpoint, then you can see that God has a plan, a plan for you and for me and a plan for what's happening. None of this is catching our mighty, graceful God off guard. He knows what's going on. All you and I have to do is use the faith rest drill. Now, 10 unique problem-solving devices we've talked about on this radio show. The first one is rebound, how to solve the problem of sin. The second is the filling of the Holy Spirit, how to solve the problem of the old sin nature. And the third is a faith rest drill, how to solve the problem of unforeseen circumstances that threaten you using the faith rest drill. This is exactly what our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, did in Matthew 4 as he was led in the wilderness to be tempted by the devil, and he quoted scripture. Paul wrote and said in Ephesians 6 that we are to pick up the shield of faith by which we can quench the fiery darts of the wicked one. The shield of faith is scripture. It is the scriptures that form the faith rest drill. And there are over 7,000 promises in the Bible for us. 
I can give you a couple here today just to show you what I'm talking about. But when we use divine viewpoint, we pick up the shield of faith, we stand behind the promises of God, and we focus on the solution, not looking at the problem. For example, Isaiah 41.10, when we're talking about what's going on in the current political climate of America, explosive, if we're talking about what's going on in the current social climate of America, explosive, if we're talking about what's going on in the current economic climate of America, explosive, then look at Isaiah 41.10. Do not fear, for I am with you. So the first mandate for any Christian is not to be afraid, not to let circumstances cause you to be afraid. You have nothing to fear. Why do I have nothing to fear? Well, listen to the rest of the verse. Do not fear, for I am with you. I am with you. What do you have to be afraid of? He's with you. It goes on to say in Isaiah 41, Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous hand. Well, there is a divine promise for you to use in the faith rest drill. In these explosive times, nationally and internationally, there's nothing for you to be afraid of. He is with you. He lives in you. And he loves you. If you understand how much God loves you, if you understand the phenomenal plan that God has made for you, listen, the greatest thing he ever did was to make us available for salvation by giving his son as our substitute. That was the greater thing. He made it where we could have eternal life and a relationship with him through the substitutionary death of his son, our Savior, Jesus Christ the Lord. He made that possible. And if he made that possible, then he can do the lesser. And the lesser is to provide our daily needs, to provide our daily needs in whatever circumstance we find ourselves. So Divine Viewpoint says, do not be afraid. Make no mistake about it. Fear is a sin. You are not allowed to be afraid. You are not allowed to worry as a believer in Jesus Christ. That's not your way of thinking. That's not what the Bible teaches. See, worry is a mental attitude sin that results in self-torment and in anxiety. I mean, if you worry, it's very disquieting and a very painful state of mind. It can cause you to cry. It can cause you to be bitter. It can cause you to get into some sort of undue concern over something in life and have a painful uneasiness in your mind to where you have so much anxiety that you expect the worst and you become apprehensive, you anticipate danger, you anticipate misfortune, you anticipate disaster, and Satan loves it when you do these things to yourself. He didn't do it to you. You did it to yourself. The Bible does not allow you to worry as a believer. That worrying, that state of restlessness, that state of agitation will destroy the way you think if you don't stop it. It can even cause you to be mentally ill. 
So the Bible clearly says worry in the heart of a man weighs it down. But a good word produces a superabundance of happiness, Proverbs 12, 25. So the solution to worry is to orient and adjust to the plan of God. Orient and adjust. Well, first of all, I know God loves me, and I have to love him back. And the Bible even says in 1 John 5, if you love me, keep my mandates. And my mandates are not grievous. The Bible says this is the love of God, that we keep his mandates. Reciprocal love. God loved me, I love him. The love of God for me and my love for God is what causes me not to worry. You see, I know that God loves me. I know he has a plan for my life, and he has a plan for your life, and he loves you. And you and I, we do not have to ever be afraid. We do not ever have to worry. We do not ever have to have anxiety in our soul. We do not have to let the circumstances control us so that we lose out completely on the great happiness in life that we can have because we allow some garbage to get in our thinking. We can't ever live like that and enjoy the Christian life because worry is a source of sin. It's a source of fear. It's a major producer of fear in your life. When you're worrying, you're forgetting the love of God for you. Isaiah 41.10, do not fear, I am with you. Do not anxiously look around. I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. So what is the deal about worrying? You like living hysterically? You like being worried about something? You always have to have an object to worry about, don't you? You worry about your children. You worry about your grandchildren. You worry about your money. You worry about your business. You worry about your country. (laughs) There's always something to worry about. But in the unique way of living, the Christian life, worry is a sin. Worry can lead you into reversionism. You can worry so much that you'll quit taking in the Word of God and quit staying filled with the Holy Spirit and quit advancing in God's plan. Next thing you know, you're going into reverse and you want to wind up living like an unbeliever, even though you're saved, even though you're going to heaven. Sin causes worry. You know, you can sin and then have guilt, and that can be a sin. First of all, if we go to God and confess our sin, then we move on. We don't look back at it and worry that God has our sin written down, and someday he's going to pull it out of the closet and beat us over the head with it. Some people actually think this. Something bad happens to them. And they believe that it's because of something bad they did 15 years ago. God doesn't work that way, I assure you. This is Satan that loves to lay these little guilt trips on you, and you do it to yourself. Worrying is a sin, and we are ordered in the Bible, do not worry, Luke 12, 29. Worry and fear are mental attitude sins because they ignore the promises of the Word of God. They ignore that. They don't pay any attention to that. And worrying doesn't solve your problems. Therefore, the blessings from God 
that we have as believers in Jesus Christ include freedom from worry. We do not ever have to worry. Jeremiah 17, 7 and 8 says, Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose trust is the Lord. And this verse teaches the difference between a believer who's growing, becoming a mature believer, and the one who's not. Paul said in Philippians 4, 6, stop worrying about anything. But in every circumstance, through prayer and entreaty for personal needs, after thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God, so that the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your hearts and your thinking through Jesus Christ, your Lord. There's a solution to worry. The battle is the Lord's, 1 Samuel 17, 47, David's words. Psalm 55, 22, cast all your burden on the Lord. He will sustain you. Isaiah 26, 3 and 4, you will keep the man of steadfast purpose in perfect peace because he trusts in you. So there's no reason to worry. What are you worried about? You worried about your daily needs to survive? You think, oh, I'm not going to get enough money to survive. I'm not going to have enough food to eat. Or, oh, I might die. Listen, God has logistical grace for you. He can keep you alive. He keeps you alive. No believer ever leaves this earth until God says it's time. He keeps you alive with logistical grace. Logistics. Logistics is how the military supplies the beans and bullets to the soldiers on the front line. Well, you are a soldier for Jesus Christ, and you are on the front line in the devil's world, and it is God's job to logistically provide for you, which he does. Psalm 33, 18, the eye of the Lord is on those who respect him and those who wait for his grace to deliver their soul from death and to keep alive, keep them alive in depression. In Psalm 56, 13, for you have delivered my soul from death, indeed my feet from stumbling, so that I may walk with you in the light of life. You understand that? There's no reason for you ever to fear not having enough to survive. Matthew 6 teaches all of this. See, the logistical grace that God gives us preserves us from death. And it includes many different categories of support, life-sustaining support, so that God sustains the life of every believer on this earth. All the forces of hell cannot remove one of us from this earth without God's permission. God provides everything we need to support our life. This is our God's will. Psalm 48, 14. This God is our God forever and forever. And Lamentations 3, 20. He will be our guide even unto death. So whatever needs we have, temporal needs like food, shelter, clothing, transportation, whatever it is, they're all provided by God. Those are security provisions, and our security comes from God, even the angels that watch over us and minister to us. God provides the security, everything that allows us to advance, even through the wall of fire that we may face in the devil's world. And he gives us the riches to handle whatever need we have. Listen to the logistical grace rationale found 
in Matthew 6, verses 25 through 34. Stop, and this is the not to worry passage, by the way. For this reason, Jesus says, I say unto you, stop worrying about your life as to what you're going to eat or what you're going to drink or for your body as to what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds in the air. They don't sow and they don't reap and they don't gather into barns. And yet your heavenly father feeds them. Are you not of greater value than the bird? Which of you by worrying can grow even another 18 inches? And why are you worried about your clothes? Look at the lilies in the field, how they grow. And they don't work, neither do they spin. In fact, I say to you that even Solomon in all of his glory did not clothe himself like one of these lilies. And if God keeps clothing the common grass of the field, which is alive today and then tomorrow, cut and thrown into the furnace, will he not do much more for you? You who have little faith, therefore do not worry, thinking what shall we eat or what shall we drink or with what shall we clothe ourselves for all of these things. The Gentiles, that's unbelievers, they search for eagerly. And your heavenly Father knows you have need of these things. You seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. That's the basis for all of these provisions, by the way. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And then all of these things, what things? Once you believe in Jesus Christ, whatever is needed to sustain your life will be given to you. That's what it's telling you. You seek first God's kingdom, God's righteousness. You believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. You receive him as your savior. You grow in grace and you let the Lord handle the details of your life daily. Therefore, the Bible says, don't worry about tomorrow because tomorrow will take care of itself. Each day has enough evil of its own. Those commands not to worry are in that passage because the logistical grace of God is for you. And you know what? Even as a loser believer, a believer out of fellowship, a believer in reversionism, a believer who's not growing in grace, he's kept alive also. That's how much God loves us. He's not through with us. You can't measure God's grace like that. Are you more important than a bird? Then don't worry. Don't let fear and anxiety trap you in this present age of clear and present danger. Because we are living in a time of clear and present danger. As we go into the next few years, Turmoil that will surface in the world is inevitable. Things will change. The times are changing. And they are a threat to our security and a threat to our mental attitude. But as believers in Jesus Christ, with divine viewpoint, with reciprocal love for God, we can face anything and glorify Jesus Christ to the maximum with our actions, with our attitudes, and with our lives. I hope you're listening and I hope you're paying attention. Until next week, this is Rick Hughes saying thank you for being with me on The Floodline. Thank you for listening to The Floodline with your host, Rick Hughes. If you'd like to contact Rick, 
please write to him at P.O. Box 100, Cropwell, Alabama, 35054, or online at www.rickhughesministries.org.